Welcome to the Run for PRs podcast. This is your host, Victoria Phillippe. The Run for PRs podcast was created to give away the secrets to transform your training to reach your goals. We ask all the expert run coaches and athletes the questions that you've been dying to know the answers to. We will get the inside scoop on what really makes you the best athlete that you can be. Have you ever seen a fast runner and wonder, wow, how did they get so fast? Well, then this podcast is for you. We are going to do a deep dive to reveal the secrets to reaching your potential as a runner. In our last episode, the differences between running and cross training. Today, we are going to be chatting about how the treadmill is different than outside running. The treadmill is a great tool for training, and we really encourage our athletes to use it when it's necessary, but it's really good to be aware of the differences between inside and outside running, specifically on the treadmill. So I brought in um, Scott Sikowski, who is one of our coaches here at Run for PRs, and for about 20 years, he worked um, at a gym doing some of like the management of the facility. So he knows a lot about treadmills and how they affect runners. In addition to that, he also coached at the college level. Um, so he has a lot of experience specifically working with runners and just knowing how these intricacies affect our training. So Skelly, welcome. I'm so glad that you could chat a little bit about treadmill running and tell me a little bit about your background with the treadmill. Yeah. So like you just said, and I didn't, I kind of even think about this part of it is for really more than 20 years, because I worked in a fitness center before I took the manager's position, kind of treadmills were kind of my life <laughs> as far as like for 20 years. I mean, teaching people how to use them, because obviously at a fitness center, it's all about being inside. People aren't really going outside. So um, I have learned a lot about how they work and kind of the benefits of them, kind of maybe some of the downfalls of treadmills and that types of things. So um, not an expert on a treadmill per se, but on using them for sure I am. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. I mean, you've been doing this probably, what, <laughs> since the 90s now. So yeah, so we won't like... even talk about how old you were when I started, so let's... <laughs> right. Probably no, as it's long great as you've been to alive. hear. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing 30 now, Ooh. so yeah, yeah, getting up there. Mm -hmm. um, but it's great to hear that you have this experience with the people using treadmills, but also, you know, at the college level, I know for a number of years, you were working with the cross-country and track team, and it's probably like the complete opposite. I'm sure a lot of your runners never step foot on a treadmill. Am I safe to assume that? Yeah, you are, except for, and we'll get into this, I'm sure if it's, you know, we live in, you know, where we live, where there's winter and there's ice and things like that. So maybe sometimes either an indoor track or possibly a treadmill, or if they're maybe coming off an injury and we needed to monitor them a little bit more, but it's pretty much completely the polar opposite. It was mostly outside running because there was so much we needed to do because obviously we ran outside or on the indoor track and they needed to learn that effort and that pace and it's a lot harder to do that on a treadmill than doing what you're going to be doing which is running outside or on a track yes totally agree with you there and I think you know training specifically for the type of events that you're going to be running and for the type of goals that you have is super important so a lot of the people listening they probably aren't college athletes or running cross country or track. So it's great to be able to utilize the treadmill um, as a tool, you know, depending on your goals and whatnot. And I think we're just going to dive right into some of those benefits that there are to using the treadmill because we kind of want to take a neutral stance on this. We think that the treadmill is great to incorporate, um, just depends on your goals and, 
you know, most of the people listening are, you know, recreational competitive runners and the treadmill because you're a working professional, um, you know, waking up really early it's probably just part of your life, you know, if you don't want to go outside when it's dark or, you know, you have kids at home, we totally get it. Um, and so it's a great tool and a great invention that allows people to get their runs in um, in situations where they're not able to go outside. Right. And I think we'll talk about obviously some cons, but there's a lot of positives. I think it's important to let people know that we're not like taking one side or the other on a treadmill, whether it's good or it's bad. Cause some people, like you just said, that's maybe their only choice. And there's a lot of great things about a treadmill that you can utilize. And, and, but we will obviously kind of talk about both things, but I think it's important to know, and we've talked about this in other podcasts that neither one of us is like against treadmills or we're not saying you shouldn't run on one. We just want to give you kind of information on both. So when you're making decisions, um, you have, you know, kind of both sides of the equation. Right. Yeah. I love how you put that. Like we're not, we're not setting, you know, oh, we're pro this or pro that. We think it's a great tool. And I mean, some people, it's like when you have young kids at home, I know when Chase was first born uh, two years ago, I was training for Boston and he wasn't in any sort of, you know, childcare or preschool or anything like that. And my only option was really to do my runs on the treadmill unless, you know, I was going to wait till my husband got home from work and, you know, using that as a time um, and as a tool to use, I, that is what allowed me to actually run Boston, you know, so soon after having a baby because people, they just have different, you know, responsibilities on their plate. And sometimes people just can't um, physically get outside. So I think right. the treadmill is a great tool. So just wanted to preface before yeah. we go into this, because sometimes we're going to say things that maybe people are like, Oh, this is my only option. And we totally get it. Right. Um, so I can I already think... hear emails or read them that'll say, <laughs> you said on the podcast, don't run on a treadmill. And that's not what we're <laughs> saying. And there's, there's tons of positives. We'll go over them right now um, for using a treadmill, but um, there are, obviously we're going to give you some reasons why outside is, is a good option as well. Totally. Yep. So I guess the first benefit that I see, um, even just for myself and a lot of my athletes, uh, I find that my athletes are more inclined to stay in that easy pace range when they're on the treadmill because it's like they just throw on some Netflix and they like set the treadmill to their actual easy pace and then they don't find the need to like speed up at the end if they're feeling good. Do you find the same sort of thing happening with your athletes? Um, I do. And I think I think one thing that's tough about outside and you hear it all the time is people struggle to find their their pace like you'll see on you know, we use an app called Training Peaks. When people are commenting, I'll see that comment a lot is, oops, I went a little faster. Oops, I really struggled to find my pace. Or oops, this, we're on a treadmill. Like you just said, you can set it. It's, it's going to be pretty darn close to, to what it says as far as pace-wise. You should be able to, you can control that pace. So you can make it easy the entire time. So absolutely yes to that. Um, I do feel, you know, personally for me, and, I, and I'd be interested to see what you have to say about this and we can talk, we'll end up talking about this in the cons too, perhaps, is I feel like, let's say I run a nine minute mile easy outside, that I almost have to go just a tiny bit slower on a treadmill because over time, let's say you get to mile three or four and that constant keeping up with the belt, I feel like my exertion is a little bit greater. So I always tend to, if I'm doing a tempo or an easy to slow down the treadmill just a tiny bit, and I don't mean a lot, but just a little bit. Um, that's the only thing that I usually like to talk to people about ahead of time. But to answer your question, and I took a long time to get there, yes, <laughs> I think it's a lot easier to control your pace because the treadmill does it for you. 
Right. I love how you said that you felt it was harder on the treadmill. And I think it's all about like what you're used to. So once you kind of get used to running on the treadmill and it's normal for you, I think that it becomes kind of easier. But then for us, like since we don't really run on the treadmill a lot right now, I think any mileage that you're doing on there, the pace feels harder. And I get the same way, but after like a month or two of running on the treadmill, I feel like it starts to get easier. Um, But I think it's just all about what you're used to. Um, And maybe people who are really into running on the treadmill only and then going outside, I always hear them say, oh, it's harder outside. Yeah. And we'll get into that because then you're using different muscles and there's some different reasons for that. But I think that's a great point you just made because I do not run on the treadmill often, you know, maybe once or twice a month. And so when I do that, I think for me, maybe that's why, and I'm glad you said that, that that's why I'm feeling a little bit more. And I feel like I have to slow down a little bit, but there are times where I've been on it a little bit more often. And then I do feel like, you know, the pace, okay, you know what, now I can go back to what I normally would do outside and it feels right. So that's a good point. Totally. Yeah. And I love how you said that it's easier to also just gauge your pace and you kind of know where your pace are just going to be on the treadmill. Like you don't have to be constantly checking your watch or kind of having that anxiety going into it. Like, Oh, I hope I don't go too fast on this run. And I also know for me personally, when I go outside and if I start an easy run a little bit too fast or in the middle, I do too fast. Like there's no turning back for me uh, (laughs) because it's like, you just used to get that runner's high. But I think on the treadmill, like I never feel that way. So I think it helps me keep the easy pace honest, which is one of the um, like key cornerstones to training. So, I mean, if you're someone who struggles with keeping your easy pace easy outside, this is why sometimes doing some of them on the treadmill and forcing yourself to slow down could be a benefit. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's all about, you know, when you're talking about outside or wherever, it's perceived exertion and how does that effort feel? And you really need to learn it. Um, you know, to know, you know, what it feels like, what does a nine minute pace feel like? What does a 10 minute, whatever that pace might be for you. And a treadmill can help you learn that. You're like, okay, you know, this is what it should feel like. So when I'm outside, it should feel similar to that and learning that. Cause you hear that so many times, like people just struggle to find that pace and match an effort with it. So when you're on a treadmill, it's a good, you know, chance for you to think, okay, how does this feel? You know, how, how is this feeling when I get outside and I'm doing the same thing? This is how it should feel. Did that make right. sense how I, I said that? No, that totally makes sense. I love how you brought that up because I think a lot of the people who started running when they were really young, you know, cross country and all that stuff, like middle school, high school, um, I think that they learn that going through the programs, you know, year after year, when you're running with people who are about the same ability as you, you start to understand those ranges of what an, what a hard effort should feel like, what a tempo effort should feel like. So I think they have like a better benefit for going outside when they're older and like being able to pace themselves in workouts and practice makes perfect. And it can be really frustrating when you're new to the sport and you go out there and you're doing like your first or second and third, maybe even 10th workout. And you're trying to figure out what your tempo pace is. I mean, you're going too fast, too slow. And it's just, it can be really frustrating. It can almost ruin your whole workout. Cause if you're doing a tempo run and you go 20 seconds per mile too fast for five minutes, well, then you're hitting your, it's going anaerobic and then it just, it can be a frustrating process. And I think what you're saying is going on the treadmill for a couple of workouts and understanding, okay, this is what my threshold pace should feel like. This is what easy feels like and allowing yourself to learn that way. It can really be a good tool for someone who maybe is just getting into running or didn't have that background growing up. Yeah. And if you think about it, like, you know, going back to when I first started running, there was no GPS. So when I'm outside, I'm totally, I got to figure out effort by either, 
okay, I go, I would go out and like have to actually measure it either probably with my car or whatever and know, okay, this is where a half a mile is. I should be about at this time and that kind of thing. And you had to learn that way. And that's where, you know, GPS outside comes in, a treadmill inside comes in that you can learn that effort and that pace. So it's, in some cases, it should be somewhat easier for you to learn, but it's still hard. And it, even people who've been doing it a long time struggle with pace. I, I can name teammates of yours that still struggle with that, that I'm now coaching. I won't name any names. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is hard. And I think, I think GPS watches maybe sometimes make it harder because whenever I wear my watch and if I just have it on like the main home screen that says the pace that you're running at any given moment, it fluctuates so much. And it's like, it's so frustrating. I can't even look at it anymore. I have this new setting on my watch where it's for, it's called lap pace. So it'll tell you based on how fast you've been running, what you're going to come in at the mile at. So it's not like constantly flipping around and changing. Um, But yeah, that could be a really frustrating process for people because you know, you look down and it says, oh, you're going way slower. And then you speed up and it's too fat. It's, uh, yeah. it's too much. <laughs> and that's a whole nother podcast. We could talk about that one. Um, but it is like I've run with people that are like, you know, I've done marathons with people and friends that are like constantly checking the GPS. And I know we're getting a little off topic, but but the, you would think at some point when you're out there, you, you, you need to learn that effort and what it feels like. Like if I'm in a marathon, I'll look at it like every mile just to kind of keep myself in check. But more so, I'm trying to do it off of feel. And that's, right. again, where the treadmill can come in if you're doing that a lot. Like when I trained for Boston in 05, it was a horrible winter. So I did like a couple of my 20 milers on the treadmill. And you really kind of learn from that what, it's, what it should be feeling like. It's different, obviously, a little bit outside. But for the, the most part, you can really get, you know, that really close to what that effort is like. So it's a good opportunity to practice that. Yeah, I think that brings up a really good point because, you know, we were talking about how it's better for easy runs on the treadmill but you know even doing like mile repeats on the treadmill I know it sounds awful but when you're able to just like plug in okay I need to be on like 8.0 setting um, and do my mile repeats you're able to actually like zone out and not worry about the pace so much Um, and if you're kind of newer to the sport I think we have the tendency when we're out there to be checking our watch a lot so I think it allows for people to just zone into that pace and understand what it feels like then when you go outside you will have that habit of not having to constantly be checking. And I think, you know, that's a skill that um, will help most runners kind of get to that next level is just being able to pace yourself like in your own head based on effort and not need the constant feedback of what pace you're going. Um, But yeah, like you said, that's a totally different topic, but I think it can lead to like maturity of pacing. Definitely. Yeah. But I think there's, and maybe we'll talk about this later in the podcast, there's specific workouts and things like if people don't have a hill near them, you can do it on the treadmill. And there's, there's some workouts that I really like that I would almost prefer people to do on a treadmill. And for some of that is what you just mentioned is learning that pace, learning kind of that zone and, and just kind of knowing, okay, I'm going to do this mile and it's going to be this pace and not thinking about you know, when you're outside, you can see ahead how far you have to go, <laughs> which mentally right. can sometimes be difficult. So on a treadmill, you're not seeing that. And, you know, you can have your headphones on, you can have some other distractions and things and be a little bit safer than you would be outside with those distractions too. But Yeah, totally. I love how you brought up the hills because treadmills have that incline feature and that can be just a game changer, especially, you know, live in Wisconsin, Minnesota. Um, I have athletes in Florida, Texas. There's not a lot of hills and I get that feedback a lot from athletes. They're like, well, there's no hill near me. So um, 
you know, it, it's a good option to be able to utilize a treadmill for hill workouts. You know, Boston training coming up, yep. putting a little plug in here. But I, you know, I did a lot of work my first time going to Boston, just utilizing the hill variations on the treadmill. And that was really able to prepare me the first time I went. Um, otherwise, I don't think there are, there are no hills in Minnesota and Wisconsin that simulate what it was like for me at Boston. So it, it allowed, you know, me to train appropriately for that race, which is super important because you want to train specifically. And so in this case, the hills, I mean, it was almost better that I went on the treadmill. Yep. And I, and I think another point right along with that is, you know, exactly what percent the incline is. Like I might have someone, I want them to do a hill workout outside and I'll say, find a um, hill with like five to 6% grade. Well, none of us are mathematicians and we're going to be out there like, okay, this hill looks 5%, but I do it all the time. But then I think, I don't know that I would know if a hill is five or six or 7% or what it is on a treadmill. You can set it exactly. And I'm sure like the Boston marathon course tells you exactly what grade those hills are at. And I've ran it as well. So I know what you're talking about. So you can set it at that and at least mimic it to, to some degree. And you can obviously go longer. I mean, there's not. Yeah, I'll have sometimes people I want them to do maybe a more of an up tempo where it's a longer hill, but those just yep. don't exist for some people, or it's not the right amount of hill, or or I don't know as a coach what hill are they actually running on. So if I do it on a treadmill, I know what their grade is going to be, I know what their pace is going to be, and it just you can kind of control it from that standpoint. So there's sometimes I'll even put on there, I want you to do this on a treadmill. Right. Yeah. And you know how you were talking about the longer hills, you know, when I'm outside and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to find a longer hill, maybe to do like a three or five minute up tempo up the hill. Then you got to think, well, unless there's another hill right after that, you have to go back to the bottom of the hill and then run back up. And so then you're forced to have like a longer recovery in between, which could really just throw the whole workout workout off and it defeats the whole purpose. Right, so exactly. I think, yeah, the treadmill definitely can come in clutch as a tool for hill training, um, you know, especially with Boston coming up, or if you live in an area without hills, I mean, sometimes it's almost more beneficial, like do your warm up and cool down outside, even if it's yep. perfect weather and then like hop on the treadmill for your hills, because you can get some wicked inclines on the treadmill. Yep. We had a treadmill at work and, and I wouldn't never do this, but you could go 30% incline. Oh my it was more for walking and it had big handles that you would hold on to and people want to do like power climbing but uh, right. yeah they'll go high which there's not too many hills unless you're like in Colorado they're gonna be like that <laughs> right totally or unless you're you know in the trails or something like that yep. so I think that's another way that it's a really good tool um, another benefit you know as we're recording this it's blizzard like conditions <laughs> outside and it's just one of those days again so I guess for a lot of people and Minneapolis, St. Paul area, you know, the Midwest, they all know how it gets icy and snowy. And maybe you're stuck in a snowstorm today listening to this. And that is where the treadmill can definitely come in key because sometimes, you know, it's just straight up not safe to run outside on ice. Yep. And, and you know, it's funny because we live in the same neighborhood. And I got up this morning and I first thing I do is walk my dog. And I'm like, well, I'm going to run later um, this morning outside. And I went to, they had just started to snow and our sidewalks are pretty well cleared, but there's ice in some spots. We'll yep. put a little bit of snow on that. And I slipped twice just walking Charlie. Oh so it's God. like, well, I better not run outside. Um, not knowing how much it was going to snow and we're getting quite a bit. So for me, I wish I owned a treadmill. I don't. So I'd still have to drive to a gym and use one. 
but uh, there is, it's convenient. I mean, that's a big thing as far as like a benefit of a treadmill. If you can't get outside or all of a sudden your schedule gets super busy or something happens, if it's right there, you don't have to spend that time, you know, getting on all your stuff, going outside, doing all that. It, it can be real convenient um, in that sense too. But like for us with weather, sometimes it's, it's the only choice, which looks like today is one of those days. Oh yeah. Yeah. So weather wise, that's (laughs) definitely one thing like safety, but like you said, I mean, just a convenience factor. I mean, doing a marathon training cycle or any sort of training at all, it's just so hard, you know, like being committed day in, day out, year after year. And so just being able to not have to worry about layering up, getting all of your stuff on going outside. Cause going outside, I think the prep is longer, you know, if you had a treadmill in your house, just in your basement, you don't really have to do anything. You just walk downstairs, get on it, you know? So there's that benefit where it's definitely at like a no excuses, like the treadmill's right here. Um, Sometimes, you know, even for some of my athletes who work and they don't own a treadmill and they choose to run after work or before work, it's like, they'll just pack their bag. So maybe they're morning runners. They would pack their bag and just go to the gym before they go to work. Like that's just part of their routine. Um, Or like before they even go home, they hit the gym up. And I think ingraining it as part of like your daily schedule, going to the gym and getting your treadmill run in, I think that helps with motivation on it sometimes, because if it's not a part of your routine, um, that's where it can be really hard to find the time. And I think having those extra tools available to you, like having a treadmill in your house, having a gym membership that can allow you to better set up a schedule for yourself that you're going to be able to stick to. Yep. And, and I can, you know, going back to when you talked about at the beginning, that I was a fitness manager for a lot of years, I would see the same people every day and be just amazed at how they would come in like the same time every day, hit the treadmill, go take a shower, go to work and, but do it every day. And, and, and if you talk to those people, it's all about making a habit making it a priority and, mm-hmm. and doing those, those things. So having that for them, it's people that don't want to go outside or maybe they're doing, you know, they're, maybe they're not runners or just walking or whatever it is. I don't want to say just walking, but they're walking rather than running. Um, right. Just making that commitment. And like you said, if it's at your home, I often sometimes wish I had one, but I, when we get into the cons, I, I find treadmills a little bit boring. So it's hard for me. So I've never, gotten one but I could imagine how nice that would be for you to like just especially with kids I don't have kids be able to just hey I can I have got a time frame here quick to I can jump on the treadmill where especially for us you think about all all the work we'd have to do if we wanted to go run outside right now um (laughs) just when we do it but it takes it's probably an extra 15 minutes you know with getting dressed and taking everything off when you get done and doing that that stuff too which you that's 15 minutes you could be spending running right yeah, or commuting or whatever yeah, it may be. Exactly. So we totally understand it. It's a time saver for sure in some ways. And sometimes it's, you know, your only option and you don't want to be like rushed around, you know, if you're two working parents and one of you has to leave work earlier and you have to get home because your kids are still at your house. And it's just like sometimes it's easier just to do it on the treadmill that way you don't have to like split it up into a million different runs and yeah. all that stuff. So there's so many variables for people and I think you know convenience factor is huge. Um and then another thing which is a benefit a little bit depending on how you look at it. Um the treadmill is a softer surface. So I know anytime Jason is 
coming back from an injury, my husband or, uh, you know, other people coming back from an injury. I think you talked about in cross country, some people coming back, it'll be like, they'll start with run walks, usually on the treadmill because that surface is a little bit easier on your body. So I guess that can be a benefit. Um, if you're looking maybe just for like some recovery miles, it, it can be easier on your body. Yeah. And I think it's a benefit too, in such that if you are coming back from an injury and you're not, not quite sure yet, if you're ready to run, you can do obviously a short bout or whatever, but if something does happen, you can just stop where if you're outside, let's say right. I'm going to do a test two mile run and I run a mile and all of a sudden my hamstring goes or my calf goes, guess what? I got to walk home and then I'm putting more on it. Where if you're at home on a treadmill, you can feel something coming on. You can just stop. Yeah, that's a really good point. And you no one ever wants to have to do like the walk of shame nope. when there are three miles around. <laughs> like calling an uber no can someone pick me up yeah that's always a scary thought so i think the treadmill is definitely good for that controlled environment and just being able to stop when you want to or like bathroom issues i mean that's another (laughs) benefit if you know you you're gonna have to go during your run Um, yeah easier to hop off a treadmill yep totally yeah so i think we kind of covered a lot of the benefits there um, that are, they're pretty broad, but there, there's a, the, those are some really good right. points for why you should be on there. I mean, convenience factor, number one, and it's still running, right? Like it's still going to give you the physical aerobic benefit, of yep, course. For sure. So I think um, we came I, up with a lot of good ones. I was a little worried that would be more cons. Oh yeah. So well, there good. might be a few more cons just cause they're very, they're like very specific and right. small cons. They're not like huge, major downfalls but we did right. want to kind of address them so people are aware of like what just the physiological differences are yep. um <clears throat> so i guess the first thing we'll kind of talk about i know in the last podcast uh with you i don't know it was maybe a month ago we were talking about running in the winter and all that stuff and i had mentioned in 2015 2016 one of those years I did the entire winter on a treadmill i didn't step foot outside for a good three month chunk there and I got really injured that spring. Um, and I was very confused because I didn't increase my mileage. I actually kind of cut back a little bit, but I was confused. Why would I get injured when I came off the treadmill? But as you explained, it's that you're using like different muscles. So do you find that sometimes people who will transition back to outside running will get an injury or what exactly is going on there? Right. Um, so, so basically, yeah. and I explained this in, in that one too, and I, and I'll go a little bit further since we're talking more about it specifically. There's a couple of things. One thing to think about when you're on a treadmill and especially with you and you're doing it the entire time, like for months, your right. muscles are getting used to one pattern and just kind of doing that over and over and over again. And you're not really using your hamstrings as much because you're just keeping up with the belt. So you're not pushing off like you would outside. So doing that constant one motion, then going outside and suddenly your muscles are like, hey, what is she doing? And you have to push off and you have to go uphill, downhill, speed up, slow down. It's just it works the muscles differently. So you always hear people when they transition, like when we get to the spring, we'll hear it a lot. People's like, wow, it feels so much harder. I feel like all this training I did over the winter didn't do anything. And it's Mm -hmm. it'll your cardio is there. And that'll catch up. It's just your muscles are working differently. It's even, even if you just go a simple explanation, just even from running to walking, your muscles work differently. So if you're on a treadmill and you're just keeping up with that belt, especially if you're doing it a lot and all of a sudden you go outside, you just don't have that. It's almost like, and it's not quite this drastic, but an analogy would be almost like when you have your, all of a sudden you have your arm in a cast and you're not using it for a while. And then you go to start using it. Those muscles aren't there. You have to build them back up. 
And it's really the same type of thing. So yes, you do see a lot of people either a struggle when they go to go outside, they're like, what is going on? I don't feel, this doesn't feel like the same as it did on the treadmill at that pace. And I'm really sore or I'm really tired or whatever it is, or maybe they have an injury because their muscles got used to working a certain pattern. All of a sudden you change the pattern and a calf, you know, tweaks or a knee hurts or something like that. So that was again, a long answer for yes. You know, I do see that happen quite a bit. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's a really good explanation there. So it, works your quads more than it does your hamstrings. And I think when you're outside running, it's like they're constantly switching off um, different grades and everything that you have to utilize. And then when you go inside, it's really, it creates a more quad dominant runner. Um, But if you're, so if you're only running inside and that's the only thing you're getting, it's like that mind body connection, the like the muscle path gateway from like your brain to like your legs. Yeah. It'll say, Oh, we don't need to fire the hamstrings anymore. And it just starts to go into this pattern. So if you're doing it week after week, day after day, month after month, your body's like, Oh yeah, we don't need the hamstrings anymore. So it just kind of like slowly doesn't utilize them as much. Um, yep. Whereas if you were still going outside a couple of days a week, it's like your body remembers. It's like, Oh yeah, I got to fire these. Cause you know, yeah. you need these. Um, so I think just even if I would have just gone outside once a week, um, or even like twice a week, it it just allows your body to remember, okay, got to fire these hamstrings. Um, another way that you could do that and still stay inside is an indoor track because you're not moving on a belt. Um, and that's, that's one way around that. I think if if you really don't want to go outside or you live in, you know, super bad climate, I think utilizing an indoor track can help prevent, um, that, you know, injury factor from happening. Yeah. And that was a super good way you explained that. Like, really, I really like that. Um, think about like when you sign your name, like every time you sign your name, that's muscle memory. Your, your, your hand just does it. Like, do you think about when you, when you sign your name, like what you're going to write, it just comes out. No, so, right. and, and it's the same thing when you're running and all of a sudden, if you're not using those hamstrings anymore, let's say I didn't sign my name for six months. And I went to sign my name, it would probably feel a little awkward. My muscles would be like, what the heck? You know, yeah. I, I learned how to not do this. Um, so it's a similar type of thing. So when you were saying that, that's what it made me think of. And, it, and another thing that you don't get on a treadmill is kind of a vital thing is you never, it, there are a few treadmills that do this. Like we have two treadmills out of like 20 that we had at the gym that'll go decline, that'll go downhill. Um, right. But it's just not, otherwise you're not going to get that too. And your muscles are working differently when you go downhill. So a lot of times when you get outside after a long stint of running on the treadmill, that's quite the adjustment too, to suddenly have to go down. And, and you know how popular now like downhill marathons are because we want fast times. We want to get into Boston. That happens a yep. lot. If you don't practice that, that, that can really come back to, to bite you a little bit. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, practicing those downhills sometimes outside is the only way that you can do it unless you're lucky enough to find one, you know, with the the decline on yeah. there but yeah does yours have are... a decl- decline nope no the last time i saw one i think most treadmills like maybe used to have them at lifetime because they were always on the treadmill back in like 2010 11 and then lifetime fitness got new treadmills and now none of them do it right and, um, and i think it's it's a one thing that it's tough to mimic and i've done it a few times it feels really it feels like you're like trying to stop yourself because it feels so strange to suddenly be pointed down um right. inside um so i really struggled to do it i tried a few times but i could never do more than like one or two percent um right and and so that is something that definitely you do not get from from a treadmill yeah no i think that's a really good point point. and then even just bringing up 
how you said, use the muscles differently when you're on the treadmill versus outside. Are there any sort of like lifting exercises that one could do to like help your body maybe be able to withstand um, that transition? So like working the hamstrings, like what are some key exercises that kind of turn hamstrings on or work hamstrings? Yeah. So a really good one. And it's kind of hard. It'll be maybe harder to explain over the phone, but you you definitely, it's, it's one thing to mention is you can enhance it and help it, but it's still not going to be the same. Um, You'll still have a little bit of a transition, but it's certainly going to help. And making those muscles stronger is going to help you not get injured. You probably still feel the Ooh, it doesn't feel cardio quite the same as it did on the treadmill when you first get back to the roads, but muscle wise, this should help. Um, one that I really like if you have an exercise ball is just to lay on the floor, put your heels on the ball and uh, lift your butt up as high as you can and then just roll the ball towards you and back. It's like a hamstring curl in reverse. Um, yep. That's a really, really good one because you engage them much like you do when you're running. Um, you could do a, a goblet squat. It's going to be a little bit more quads, but it's still going to kind of get those hamstrings in the way we want to. Um, I was going to write some of these down because I figured you might ask this question, um, right. but really want to focus on the spot. hamstring. But you also want to think, um, besides just hamstrings, is think about lateral moves. Another thing you do not get on a treadmill is you don't, don't turn. So you never, oh, yeah. you never go left or right. Think about, you just mentioned a track. You get that. And maybe sometimes on a track, you almost get too much because you're constantly yeah. turning. But you don't get any lateral movement. So another thing that I really like and anybody who's done any of the strength with us is, is lateral band moves. You know, so you put a TheraBand on, get into like a quarter squat. It's funny, I'm doing this right now as we talk. And you can so <laughs> keep some tension on the TheraBand and go across the room about maybe 10 or 15 steps one way and 10 or 15 steps the other way to really strengthen those lateral muscles too, because you don't get that too. And that can be a little bit of transition. Like people will come up, my hips are bothering me, the outside of my knee. It's because all of a sudden you're not, you didn't use any of that because you're just constantly going in a plane straight forward. Yeah, that's so interesting that you said that because... Literally, I've never thought about that before. I've done, <laughs> I've done this so many times. I'm like, oh, I know it all. But it's like, you're so right. Because think of how many times I'm running around the neighborhood today. I turned like, you know, I yeah. know, 300 times it seemed like. But, you know, in marathons, like the Chicago Marathon, there, I don't know how many turns there are. It's like something like 50 turns. So that's really critical to, yeah. you know, be able to, because that can be hard on your body making those turns. But so, yep. yeah, so good yeah, to know. To get back to your point, yeah, obviously hamstring strength, important. Not that you don't want to only do that and avoid the other things you want to be balanced, but focusing on those a little bit more and focusing on those lateral moves can make a huge difference. And I think you want to do that. Even if you do run outside, you still want to focus on lateral moves because for the most part, we're not turning the entire time you're going forward. So our bodies don't go lateral that much. That's important. Really in any strength program, whether you're a runner, or whatever you're doing, you should make sure you put in lateral moves. Yeah, totally. Cause we're so used to going forward. Like you said, it's like, it's really good to do the lateral. And I think, you know, incorporating that into my training in the last couple of years has helped a lot with, um, you know, any sort of hip tightness and all of it's, you know, related, all these imbalances and things that kind of flare up. So I think it's good to really utilize that strength training piece, especially if you're inside. I mean, you're saving a little bit of time. So adding in, you know, a little bit of drills before you hop on the treadmill to engage those hamstrings and then um, some lateral movement also is excellent. Yeah. And another thing that I just thought of that I really like, and I give to a lot of my, um, athletes especially if they mention hip issues or anything like that is and you've done it before is the myrtle series which yes. is a lot of hip mobility and that can be really good because the treadmill can be brutally monotonous on your muscles and you're you know you're just kind of following that same pattern where outside you're kind of varying it a little bit on a treadmill you're constantly doing the same pattern you want to do things to kind of 
make sure you're not getting too tight in, in the Myrtle series. And I think it's spelled M-Y-R-T-L. Um, yep. And uh, they, they'll, they'll, there's good, great videos and a PDF that you can just get by Googling it. And doing that a couple of times a week is, is really beneficial too. Yeah, just checking it out on YouTube. I mean, for me, it's like I don't even do the whole Myrtle draw. I spend maybe maybe five minutes doing a couple of the, the moves. And yep. it, it makes a huge difference just with mobility and um, you know, the drills are really important because it allows you to kind of like wake up the whole muscle and all of the leg and just be fresh for when you get on that treadmill. Cause you know, runners is very repetitive movements and it's really important that none of our muscles are like staying dormant. You know, we want everything to be awake, everything to be utilized yep. when we're running. And as runners and any, whether it's treadmill or outdoor running, it's, it's definitely, you know, your muscles are getting into that routine and you need to like do something to make sure they're not getting too tight by just constantly being that same range of motion. Um, so that's where that can really come into come in handy. Yeah, totally. So I guess, you know, as we're talking about the downfalls of treadmill running, we we talked a little bit about the muscle factor, about how that's a little bit different and that's something you can go inside and use a track um as an alternative there and kind of utilizing some of the strength training. But I guess another downfall that can affect runners is just that kind of mental toughness and like being out there with the elements, which is, this is really the controversial point, I think. Yep. Um, but for example, you know, CIM, I think we had a couple athletes where it was like predicted to maybe like rain or whatever. It was going to be like 50 and raining. And those are, you know, race day conditions. I mean, it's not uncommon. We had a lot of fall marathons, like Marine Corps Marathon downpour. Uh, Boston is usually, you know, a downpour. I mean, you just never know what you're going to get. So when you, when you stay inside, you are limiting exposure to those outside elements, which isn't a big deal. I mean, if you're someone who's just like super mentally tough and you think the treadmill is like really, really hard, like for me, it's really hard. um, Then that it's not a problem, but just being aware of like, are, are you comfortable running in the snow? Are you comfortable running in the rain? Because if the answer is no, um, and it could potentially be those conditions on race day, that's where we kind of want to say, maybe you should expose yourself if possible to the type of conditions that you may face on race day. Yeah. But I think that's a really good point. I'll tell you kind of a funny story. Cause it's about me is way back <laughs> in the day when I first started running, I, I would do a treadmill, you know, a little bit more often. I would just skip days if it was raining. Um, yes. And I had a good friend of mine who I ran with. She was actually an exercise physiology professor at UW Falls. And because I was a non traditional student, so she was a professor, but she was really not only like three or four years older than me. So right. we, would, <laughs> we would go out and run together. And I remember there was a couple times it rained or whatever, and I would just call her and say, I'm not coming or I'm not doing it. And finally, one day she goes, So do you just like take the day off every time it rains? I said, Well, kind of. And she said, Well, <laughs> what are you going to do if it rains on race day? Or if it rains, she goes, or you all of a sudden it rains for a week, you're not going to run for a week. And she kind of scolded me a little bit. And it, from that point on, it's like, okay, you can find a way you can dress a little bit differently. And now if it's a tor- torrential sideways pour, I would probably skip it or hit a treadmill. But for the most part, I try to run in all elements for just what you said. What if that's what you encounter on race day? And if I've encountered it a little bit, it's going to be easier mentally to, to handle. Because we, we hear this all the time as coaches is the, race is approaching there's a little bit of weather maybe it's not perfect and people are panicking it's like you know if you've practiced in it and you feel like hey you know what I had a great run in it and it's really not going to make that huge of a difference I think that that is a great point you made and it it makes a big difference to to get out there and and practice that if you can 
Yeah, it's a huge game changer. I love how you shared your story about like, <laughs> the first person who really pushed you because you are the first person who pushed me. Like I never, ever, ever ran in the rain. And I was a runner for a couple of years before I joined um, your team, you know, at the college. And I didn't really, I wasn't like good on the team. So I was, when you said we were going to run outside, all it was was just raining. It wasn't even a bad <laughs> rain. It was just, a little rain and we just had to do five easy and I was like is this person out of their mind like why <laughs> would I run in the rain and I thought like you'd get sick because there's I mean how would you know I mean right. if you're not a runner and you don't ever do it outside like why would you think that people do that so I think you know it's just important to know that a lot of people do run outside and you know, when I saw everyone on the team going out there acting like it was no big deal, it made me realize like, holy crap, okay, like I need to get on everyone's level right now <laughs> because it didn't seem to phase them at all. And like you said, it could rain on race day, which it never did, fortunately. But eventually, you know, in my running career, I did have quite a few races that were ran in the rain and the exposure to being comfortable running in the rain and stepping outside my comfort zone was the only thing that allowed me to like finish those right sort of races in those conditions. Um, so it's really good to, to step outside your comfort zone and just experience it. Yeah. And I have a great example of that that you made me think of that's like from the cross country team. And it's kind of funny how I came from someone who wouldn't run in the rain. It's not like I was making people run in the rain, but, no, but we, no. we often ran in, in muddy courses or rain or whatever. So we kind of, and plus you had those diehards that were just willing to do it and they were kind of team leaders and just, it kind of spilled over and everybody went out and did it. But I remember one right. year we had a meet in Oshkosh and it was like torrential. It was like downpouring to the point where they were going to cancel it. And they decided mm -hmm. to run the men and women together, which I've never seen. Or what they did is they sent the men off and one minute later they sent the women off. And oh, I was geez. in the team huddle and I don't know if I've told you this story before or not, but I'm in the team huddle and I'm like, okay, this weather is horrible none of nobody's going to PR. It's just going to be a day where you just have to get a good position, do the best you can run on effort. Don't worry about your pace. Cause the times are not going to be there. The weather's horrible and everyone, all of them, all nine people PR'd um, Holy <laughs> in God. bad weather. Wow. But I think part of it was practicing in it. Part of it was also in this, a little bit different topic. Pressure was off because you didn't expect to, to yep. do it, but they had, to your point, they had practiced in it. We had ran in it. They kind of just had fun with it. It is a, it was a very flat course that helped, but um, it was, this is at Oshkosh, but it was still um, just everything you just said because they practiced it. They were mentally kind of ready for that and, and it, it went well and they still give me credit about the fact that I told all of them that they weren't going to run well and then they did. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I love hearing stories like this because I think there is really something to be said about like the mental aspect there. Um, Cause I know for me, it's like, when it when I see that it's gonna rain and I start hearing other people like chatter about like oh no it's gonna rain it's not ideal like oh no I almost have this little like smirk on my face like okay well I'm ready for this because <laughs> I purposely ran in the rain and like I almost like conditions that aren't ideal because then it's it gives you an out <laughs> like yep. you don't have any pressure but at the same time like if you've trained in it, you know, like you can still hit your paces and it gives you like a real confidence boost. So I think that's something that you really only get if you're going outside and you're a little kind of crazy about it. Yeah. But, um, 
and I'm just having fun with it. Yeah, too, I, think. I feel that way too. Like Tia wants to go running later today and we'll see with the snow and stuff <laughs> if I do that. Cause it's, you know, kind of slippery or whatever, but it is, you do yeah. feel kind of when you get done a little, like somehow a little bit more accomplished that, Hey, I, I did this, even though maybe you're going a little slower or whatever, but it's, you just kind of have fun with it. I think one thing that's tough for me on a treadmill is I get really bored. So it's, yep. it's easy to, I'm going to do five miles and about two and a half miles in go, nah. I'm really getting tired of this and I stop where if you go outside, I mean, this isn't exactly what you're talking about, but mental toughness, if I go out and run two and a half miles, well, guess what? I got to turn around and come home and I've got to run it. So it keeps me kind of in check that way. Where on a treadmill, it's a little easier for me to, um, you know, I think maybe I'll just go for it just cause I get a little bit, right. my struggle is boredom for the most part on there. Yeah. I listen to podcasts. I do tunes and all that kind of stuff but it's still just struggle that's because otherwise if a, if i wasn't bored on a treadmill i would have no problem using one i just for me personally it's a, it's a struggle and i know you did that post the other day and someone called it <laughs> the devil's sidewalk or something like Same that sidewalk. Yeah. that was i laughed so hard when i read that that was the best ever that was yeah, good, or the dreadmill or things like that but it's you know and, it, and there's people that love it and there's times i do go and i really enjoy it but for the most part I just get bored and it's, I think it was, sums back to when I did my first 20 miler and they're getting ready for Boston. I watched like six episodes of friends and a movie or something. It's just like, it was, it was rough. So, but it, there are some people that would argue if you do a 20 miler on a treadmill, that can make you mentally tough. Cause you stuck with it through that for 20 miles <laughs> on a treadmill. Right. So it, it kind of depends on, you can take some positives out of that too, but but for what you said, it it is really good to practice that if you want to get mentally tougher, you know, you can't suddenly do something if you never practiced it. Yeah, no, I love how you did talk about how the treadmill, some people view it, you know, if you can do 20 miles on a treadmill, I mean, you're pretty mentally tough in the regard of like, you can withstand a lot of boredom, right? So I think it's a good mental training from that standpoint. But I think the downfall to running on the treadmill is the fact that, you know, if conditions aren't ideal on race day, like let's say you got 20 mile per hour winds or something, it could it could shake your confidence. Uh, whereas, you know, if you did a 20 mile or in 30 mile per hour headwinds, <laughs> you're going to feel like, OK, I can do this. So I think, you know, there's pros and cons to each each element there um, and just depends on on what, you know, shatters your, your confidence or makes or breaks you. Um, another thing for me for many years, I used to do a lot of my workouts on the treadmill was, um, it can decrease your confidence if the only place you're doing pace specific work is on the treadmill. Cause I would always, you know, like caveat workouts would be like, well, I did it on the treadmill though. And like, I was always kind of like downgrading the workout because it was done on the treadmill and then I always thought well I wouldn't ever be able to hit those paces outside so I think there can be a little bit of like a handicap even if it's just all in my head yep. um, if the only place you're doing workouts is on the treadmill so what do you have to say for that and like how can an athlete um, utilize you know like the incline feature or something on the treadmill to make them feel like it's something they could do outside yeah so I, I think number one what you just said and what I was thinking about and I, I get random thoughts as you're talking is um, as far as like your mind's such a powerful thing. And even if you don't know little thoughts are creeping in, they might, you might be outside doing a race or something and then start to think without even knowing it. I did this on a treadmill. It's not the same. I'm not ready, blah, 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 whatever. Mm -hmm. And those things can creep in and it can really affect you. And, and so many things do. And we always joke about how I say thing, you know, running's 80% mental and the other 20% is <laughs> mental. It's very true. So much of it is. So in any case, no matter what you're trying to do on whatever program you're on is you really want to practice what you're going to go through. So on a treadmill, 
if that's where you need to be and that's kind of where you have to live, then you need to kind of structure the workouts. And this is where we come in to, to help you practice as much as you can, what you might encounter outside. Now, obviously we cannot make it rain indoors or be windy indoors or super hot temperatures indoors. So you'd have to do something, you know, as far as like you said, increasing the incline or doing tempos or whatever it is to try to mimic as best you can outside. Cause I know there's a lot of people that that's their only choice is a treadmill and you make it work and, and you can do that. You just have to be a little bit more creative on, on how you do that. And I think that's where maybe a coach comes into play a little bit more kind of understanding what is this person going to go through mentally that I can somehow mimic on a treadmill. Does that answer your question? Right. Like yeah, I rambled no, a little. No, that made a lot of sense. I think, you know, the mental component is so important. And I do think, you know, looking back on a lot of the workouts I was hitting on treadmill, I definitely would have been 100% capable of doing them outside. I think really the thing was in my head. <laughs> I yeah. just didn't think I could. Um, so I think that's just something you know, to work on and to understand that if you have, you know, the incline on 1% or whatever, and you're and you're hitting those paces, and they feel easy, um, just give yourself, you know, the benefit of the doubt that if you were outside, and the conditions were really good with not a lot of wind and all the good stuff like flat train, you would be hitting the same paces. Um, and I know, like you said, we love to see people go outside for a couple workouts, just for like that extra confidence boost. But like, if that's not even a possibility for you, then doing something to kind of get your, your confidence up another way, um, like maybe increase your incline or yeah. increase the speed just a little bit. Because if you really believe um, that like 630 pace on the treadmill is equivalent to like, I don't know, 645 pace outside, then then let's, you know, adjust goals maybe and figure out how we can um, make it so that your mind is where you're at physically, if that makes sense, because we want everything to be in alignment. And it, whether that's, you know, increasing the paces on your workout a little bit, um, if they're feeling too easy, or if you think your goal is a little bit out of reach, like maybe just adjusting them, um, if going outside is impossible. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely lots of ways around it. And I think, you know, it can be a really good, a really good tool for people to use. Um, but I think, you know, wrapping up in conclusion about all the things we talked about today, um, number one is just like trying to get outside at least once a week to establish that muscle brain connection so that your hamstrings are still firing regularly. Um, if it's not possible or it's too difficult, maybe trying that indoor track area where you can run and still get, um, you know, you're not on the belt. So you're able to have your hamstrings, uh, fired. Um, and then I know you chatted a little bit about some exercises that might help, um, you know, keep the strength in some of your muscles. And what were those again? So you know, I was going to suggest too, we could do a post about it too. There's like hamstring yeah. curls on a ball, a lot of anything that will, you know, bridges, glute bridges, that kind of thing. But also um, the, the lateral sidewalks with the band are really important because yep. you get that lateral movement, but I'm happy to, I can send them your way and we could do a post about it too, if that's easier. Cause then I can think about yeah. it a little bit too. Cause there's more that I'm not thinking of on the spot. Yeah. There's probably so much. So yeah, we'll think about doing a post on like some of the exercises and you guys can look out for that um, later this week or next week about things you can be doing while you're staying inside. And then just knowing kind of how the mental aspect of everything plays into your own specific training. Cause everyone has their own unique lifestyle and unique uh, journey of where they are at mentally and physically. So just understanding how the treadmill is going to have impacts, if any, 
on um, your training in the future. So I hope that this was beneficial for people listening. And I really appreciate uh, Skelly coming on and talking with us today about this because he's definitely an expert. So if you want to chat more about your training or maybe just chat about how the treadmills um, impacting your training, you can visit our website at www.runforprs.co. And if you fill out the form on our site, we can chat right away today. Thanks for listening.